Hi guys, it's Kels. It's been another two weeks. I don't, I don't have any excuses this time, um, except that I broke my hand. So maybe we'll start there. Here's the thing. I don't have a plan for this episode. I don't even have a theme or a topic. I just did not want to let another week go by without recording. And I just wanted to sit and chat. Um, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks. I um, broke my hand one week ago today. I fractured my fifth metacarpal to be more specific, which as far as breaking your hand goes, I will take it. I'm so grateful it's not my thumb. Nothing is displaced. So if everything heals well for these first four weeks, I will not need surgery, which we are manifesting wholeheartedly. But I just wanted to check in. I wanted to show up being honest with you guys about where and how I am right now and invite you to do the same. It's a weird time of year. I mean, it's magical. This is Christmas week. I know that I recorded an episode about holiday fear versus holiday cheer and just kind of the, um, how nuanced this season is and how difficult it can be for so many people. And I want to reiterate that. And I want to encourage you that if you are struggling to maybe go have a listen to that and remember that you're not alone and remember that it's okay. There are ups and downs and that's okay. My hand aside, actually the few days leading up to my injury were some of my tougher mental health days that I've had in a while. I don't have like a specific catalyst or reason to share with you, but I think that's important to note because oftentimes we don't. Sometimes things just come and we have no choice but to go through it, even and especially when we're not ready or wanting to or prepared in any way. And I think that's the whole point of everything that I do and have talked about is that, you know, it's not, we, we never know. We never know when the hard things are going to show. So it's about doing the little, little things and putting in the simple efforts every day to prepare ourselves to navigate better when they do come. I remember talking to Ryan and I remember telling a friend, um, the day before I actually the day of my hand injury and just crying and being like, I'm struggling right now and I'm sad right now. And I had one of the toughest anxiety days I've had in a long time. And I remember having this specific thought that I want to share. And this is directed specifically towards all the mothers I know we've talked about mom guilt before, but this is particularly, I I had this moment and um, Ryan was able to work from home. And so he was like taking care of Anderson and I was in bed and I was just crying and feeling and not in a good place in my head. And I remember thinking like, I was so grateful that I didn't need to like get up and be a mom right then because I actually didn't know if I could physically or mentally do that. But there have been times in my life, especially through my faith crisis and some of the other like 
really difficult times with my mental health that I didn't have a choice because moms, we get up and we show up even if we are going through hell, even if you are mourning someone or something, even if you have your heart broken, even if you lose your job, even if you are facing something unexpectedly horrific, you have to show up for your babies. And you do. And that's incredible. And it's powerful. And kudos to you. To every mom, I just want to pause and say you are doing magnificently well, even in your worst moments. Um, anyway, I was just having some waves, some waves of really intense anxiety and that's okay. And then that night, um, I broke my hand. So, (laughs) um, I don't know. I I was just like, it, it kind of, um, I think I spiraled a little bit deeper because of that. And it's been seven days now since my injury, and I've been pretty sad. And I'm okay. And I think it's important to note that you can be okay and feel sadness at the same time. You can be overwhelmingly grateful. I'm so grateful that I have my overall health and wellness, that I, that Ryan and Anderson even though he's had the flu, like he has his overall health and wellness, that we are safe, so to speak, that we have a roof over our heads. Like I have an abundance of gratitude in my heart, but at the same time, I've had sadness this week and I still feel guilt to this day accepting those tough and heavy feelings because I think you should just be more grateful or things could be so much worse. But of course, as we've talked about a lot, shaming yourself for feeling is never productive to your healing. And there's never a situation where your feelings deserve shame because anything that you think or feel is valid. It might not be true, but those are two different things. I think I've learned this past week that the difference between I mean, I talk a lot about like just feeling, like letting yourself feel your feelings as they come up, whether you're struggling, no matter what you're struggling with, right? But I've had to, I had kind of a personal epiphany this last week and I wanted to share it. Kind of the difference between like on feeling, I think it's one concept to understand that it's healthy to feel feelings and emotions the full spectrum of them. We are meant to, we are human and the hard and heavy and sad emotions are just as valid and important as the joyful and peaceful and steady ones. And it's so important and healthy to allow ourselves to feel whatever comes up. But I realized this past week that there's a difference between letting a feeling and leaning into a feeling. I used to think that if I felt an overwhelm of anxiety or deep sadness or anger, I had to assign it. Immediately my mind would start racing and I would try to justify. Okay, so why am I feeling this way? 
um, like, and, and that's good. I think that's a healthy step, but then I would take it one step further and think, and I would just try to justify. And I would think this is why I'm feeling this way. And, and this is, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I would just really lean into that feeling and I kind of realized that it would make me spiral worse. Um, and this time with my injury, when I was realizing like in the first couple of days that I was just going in circles of feeling sorry for myself and feeling sad and bummed and looking at all of the hard and difficult pieces of what this means for my career. And yet again, having to change plans for my first quarter. And yet again, feeling like an unable to utilize one of my most powerful tools for caring for myself, which is like physical exercise in the way that I'm used to. I leaned so far into my negative and heavy feelings. It was unproductive and it, and it kind of fostered them. And then I arrived at a place where I realized, you know what, wait a second, maybe there's a difference between allowing a feeling, being aware that you are feeling away, and choosing not to lean into it. Maybe you don't have to assign in your head a million thoughts to what you're feeling in your heart. Maybe it's enough to just say, I feel sad right now. And I don't have to I don't have to prove to anyone why I'm justified to feel sad. I don't have to prove to myself why I'm feeling this way. I can just accept that this is a feeling that's come and I can sit with it. And instead of racing in my mind down a negative spiral, I can just say I'm sad right now and feel that feeling without assigning it a deep meaning. And then let it go when it's finished. I hope that that makes sense. Um, This is, again, always, I'm talking from personal experience. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. But I, I have, this is what has helped me, especially recently in this last week. Accepting, remembering all my feelings are valid, allowing myself to feel whatever feelings arise. However, not jumping into my head every time I get overwhelmed with a feeling, but understanding that thoughts and feelings, sometimes they correlate, but sometimes, but they are separate. And yes, there's validation for why I was sad and why I have been. But for me, just understanding, hey, I'm sad right now and allowing myself to feel that instead of saying like, oh, I'm sad right now because of this. And, and then I am going to sit like, I don't think, I'm not saying you shouldn't identify why you're feeling sad. But for me in this instance, I knew why. And I would continue to lean into victimizing myself. And that was the line that I'm saying I realized was not healthy for me to cross. And for the last couple days, I've really focused on letting thoughts come as they come and letting feelings flow as they arise and not necessarily having to describe or justify everything that I feel in my head. I think and I believe that awareness is always key. I also think and I believe that remembering we are not our thoughts and feelings is integral to growth. 
I am excited to see what this injury teaches me. Because I do know, and I have learned this whole year with my ankle injury and surgery and healing journey, there have been so many unexpected blessings. There has been such a depth of insight into like as from the lens of being a personal trainer, from the lens of just being a fitness professional where obviously injury is such a prevalent part of life, but if you're not injured, you just, it's it's completely out of mind. If you are injured, it's completely all encompassing. And so the inside alone, the empathy, all of that, it's been beautiful, but also there have been doors opened from all the doors that were slammed shut when I was injured last year at this time, almost exactly a year ago, all those doors that got slammed shut forced me to pivot and look in a direction that I never would have seen. And so I'm starting to realize, whoa, what am I meant to see now? What path is this going to point me towards this time? And I'm choosing to trust that the pivots that this has created in my life and the ripples leading out of those new decisions and new pathways will be positive. Whatever you are facing in life unexpectedly, that's difficult. I don't know if every single thing is meant to be. I don't believe that evil and horrible and bad things all happen for reasons. But I do believe that we can make meaningful change from every hardship. And I do believe that what is for you won't miss you. Maybe it's like, it's like a catch 22. Like does, does life all just make a glorious sense or looking back, do we just choose to make a glorious sense of it? But does it even matter in the end? Your perspective is so, so powerful. Um, and that's just the thing, right? Everyone is going through things. Everyone is going through things. No one is immune to difficulty. And that's why I talk so openly about the hard and the heavy pieces of life here, because honestly, it's swept away so much. Every single one, every person on the planet is human. Everyone is going through shit. But somewhere along the line, it's like become people, we've kind of been conditioned to take pride in hiding it. And I call bullshit because that for sure is not healthy. I think it's time that we choose to recognize not just our own difficulties, but give each other grace 
Every person that you meet in the store, in the coffee line, every car you see driving down the road is a human being with a whole life and a whole story of ups and downs that you know nothing about. Another really powerful lesson that this week has taught me um, and this injury is um, kindness. (laughs) Such a hugely powerful reminder of the power of being kind. It's such a simple thing. But you, do, you just don't know. You don't know what choosing to smile at a stranger can mean. That saying, you know, um, kindness costs nothing but can change everything. It's very true. And I am so fortunate to be the recipient of such an outpouring of love and kindness from you guys when I announced about this. And yeah, there's, there's some of the other two, but the thing is we don't know each other personally. But we don't need to for you to like really help me. I say all the time, vulnerability brings connection and connection brings healing. And that's why I share so openly. And that's why I share so much. And I think, you know, the, the choice to wake up every day and treat people kindly is one of the single most life-changing choices we can make. You never know the ripple effects that you have when you choose to be kind. And honestly, it goes the other way. And it's amazing how being kind to others helps you as well, even if you are struggling. It's just like the moms who have to get up and love and care for their children, even in the midst of life quakes. That is how I got through when I had my complete loss of identity. I had a baby boy of barely one year old and I had to keep him alive. He needed me and I had to show up for him. And he was my lifeline. He forced me to get outside of myself in a little million ways every single day. kindness. What a week. (laughs) It's a snowing here. It snowed a lot. It snowed for like a week straight, um, last week, the week before my injury. And I think that that's kind of like a metaphor too. 
obviously we've all, we've always like, you've heard a million times how seasons changing, um, the, the beauty of nature and how, you know, everything has the season to bloom and a season to die essentially. But Utah is, I just feel so fortunate to live in Utah where it's one of the only places really that has true, like all four seasons. And I love the analogy of how things bloom and then they die and then spring comes and new life comes and they bloom again. But what really strikes me is like the beauty in the winter. Sure, like certain plants and things die and wither away, but there is an emergence of a completely different kind of beauty there. It's not just dark and cold and harsh. It's majestic and magnificent and life-giving as well. So when you feel like you are in one of your life's winters, yes, acknowledge that it is hard and cold and dark, but look for the beauty because I promise you that's there too. Look for the miracles and the majesty, even in your darkest seasons. And I know that you'll find it. I also shared um, last episode um, when I released my Redefine Fitness crewnecks, which was such a um, leap for me and such a fun passion project to kind of get out there to you guys. And also thank you for your support to those who have purchased one or just honestly like read the messaging and helped me spread the news, whether it's through liking, sharing, commenting, reviewing the podcast, subscribing, all of that helps me and means so much and matters so much. Um, The podcast crewnecks, which are the spread the news crewnecks are going to live on my redefinefitnesspodcast.com website. And anytime you purchase one is directly supporting the production of me doing this, which I need and want to, and will a hundred percent continue to do that aside. I shared that project and I launched that project and I kind of shared that, you know, with that whole process came quite a bit of imposter syndrome and lots of you were surprised and I wanted to talk about that. I think it's so important to remember that every single person that you know, every single person that you look up to, every celebrity, every professional athlete, every um, famous singer, I mean, every human is at the end of the day human. And everyone has a day one at every single thing. I don't know if self-doubt and moments of fleeting, self-deprecating thoughts will ever go away for anyone. No one that I've ever met is 100% all the time confident and confident and doesn't doubt themselves. I don't think the goal is to arrive in that place. I think it's nuanced, just like every single part of life. I think it's about awareness. 
It's about being where you are on your journey and knowing that you're meant to be there. Whether that, whether you're just starting out, whether you're at the top of your industry or anywhere in between, every phase is worthy and every stage in your life is full of valuable insight and lessons. I struggle all the time with everything that I do and I produce, but even though those thoughts, I don't think they come less frequently, I no longer lean into them. I might allow the awareness and I will feel it and then I will let it go and I will choose not to act from that place. And the more that I've done that, I mean, literally just by doing that is where I've gotten to this space where I am today. I love the very sobering and direct um, thought, like think about who and where and how you were five years ago. You would be amazed at who and where and how you are right now. so much of what your life is and what you've done and are doing, you would have been incapable of five years ago. Maybe you wouldn't believe where you're at. Maybe because it's completely opposite of what you think. Maybe it's because it's exactly what you always wanted. But regardless, there's so much growth. And the life and the lessons and the learnings are just as valuable in your beginning stages as they are at the top of your game and every single step along the way. Um, Ryan and I were going to bed last night and <laughs> he, I had this memory of um, Anderson's first Christmas and he was like, it wasn't that long ago. I was like, it was 12 years ago. And we just looked at each other and it was like, you, you can't believe it. Life is going. And I just remember, I like put myself where I was, you know, 12 years ago at Anderson's first Christmas and how, um, you know, we didn't have anything material. Like we didn't own a house. We didn't like, I mean, it was, everything was so different in that sense, but I, I'm, I'm just as happy now. And I was just as happy then despite all that I've been through. There's this misconception that life happens when, when you get to college, when you graduate college, when you get your first real job, when you get married, when you buy a house, when you have a kid, when you get into a certain level of your career, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, life is only and always all along the way. And yes, there has been 12 years of life lived. And I'm a completely different woman today than I was then. However, that stage and phase Like this one is no more real. I don't know. This is a weird thought to articulate, but I just, 
if we, if we keep succumbing to that mentality, we will miss it all. So look around you. Yes, grow. Yes, do the work. Yes, heal. Beautiful. But my God, I feel like we've almost began to cross this line where it's like we're so hyper-focused on our growth and our healing that we just we just miss who and how we are exactly right now. Right now, as you are, you are beautiful and worthy and valid too, not just when you're healed. And here's the crazy thing. If you're only and ever so hyper-focused on changing, even in good ways, you will miss it all. And you will never arrive. You can work on yourself and you can continue to heal and grow parallel to celebrating and loving and accepting exactly where you are right now, today. This version of you is beautiful and powerful. Give yourself permission to arrive Because where are we trying to go? Tomorrow is not guaranteed. All there is, is right now. I had an interview yesterday for a pretty cool opportunity and one of the questions was like, what if I had any personal goals for 2023 and if I'd be okay to share them. And the first thing that came to mind was like, yeah, I have the same goal that I had for 2022 and it is to be more present. And it's so simple, but it is one of the most difficult things to actually do. And how do you be present For me, it takes leaning into the practice of mindfulness, doing my gratitude journal, doing my meditating, savoring the food that I eat, being where I am, paying attention to those around me in any given moment, allowing what I'm feeling in any given moment, just being present. It's so simple, but it's not that easy. But ultimately, if we don't try we will miss it all. And so it is with our bodies and our body image. All of those quotes about how, you know, at 20, I wanted to lose five pounds. And at 23, I just wanted to look how I did at 20 and so on and so forth. And you get, you know, up into your whole life and you've wasted it. Never once arriving to a place where you could appreciate or love or be confident and accepting of your body. Please don't do that. It's the same thing. Like, yes, take care of your health. Yes, move, exercise primarily 
to care for your health, which is also mental, emotional, spiritual, as well as physical. And if aesthetic goals are part of your goals, like if you want to have a body composition as part of your goals, I've said this before, like that can be fun and motivating and fine as long as you have a healthy relationship with exercise and eating, and as long as you go about those goals and healthy, sustainable methods. But please, 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 my God, do not assign out your happiness or your confidence or your clothing or any single thing to when you reach that body composition change. You can work on yourself and take care of yourself and even have aesthetic goals while you fiercely love and appreciate and respect and celebrate exactly how your body is and looks and feels right now. And my personal goals have shifted. I no longer am interested in being the leanest, most, you know, badass looking version of myself, feeling like I have something to prove because I'm a fitness professional. Because I realized sitting here today that even in the last five years, when I was so much more mentally healthy than I was prior, even after my massive mindset shifts and all the work that I'd done and have been doing, I got caught up in it too. And I missed so much time. I wasted so many days just trying to look a certain way. Some of that was because of my own standard for myself. Some of that, most of that was because of this standard that I felt, you know, this is how a professional trainer should look. This is how someone who is, you know, in this industry, in my position, like I I would just hold myself to a different and higher standard and I would justify a somewhat unhealthy mindset because I just felt like, well, this is my job. This is my career. And I'm sorry for that. My goals will never again be worked towards and sought after in a way that even remotely comes at the cost of my own self-confidence and inner peace and self-love. Uh, It's just about being awareness, being in awareness. So yeah, here I am closing out the year. Um, 
with, you know, I mean, damn, is this going to be my last podcast of the year? No, I'm going to do one next week, but I'm closing out the year injured. (laughs) I was started the year injured and after a week of feeling all of my feels and leaning into probably too much sadness and choosing not to deploy some of the tools that I knew would help me out of that, which is okay. I'm here. And I've understood how to let my feelings in and feel them as they come and not necessarily need to validate or defend or spiral into them. Except the good ones. Because damn, when I woke up today and I felt a little bit lighter, I was like, I will lean into this. I will record a podcast. I will be open and just like tell you guys what's been going on. I'm, I got dressed. I put on makeup. I drink a liter of water to start my day. <clears throat> I'm going to train. I'm going to go and modify a leg day. I am leaning into the positive feelings because sometimes the heavier and hard ones can be so overwhelming. And sometimes the positive and good ones are a little bit more subtle. But I will lean in to those like crazy. I will spiral that way. I'm feeling grateful today. So my God, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to list 255 things that I am grateful for because infinite blessings. I feel grateful for my body. So I'm going to go move it and set that intention. Let in the heaviness, but lean into the goodness. We see what we look for. And that in no way should ever mean toxic positivity, that you pretend you're okay when you're not, that you sweep your hardships out of sight, out of mind. It means that you lean in to the good and you let in the bad. And you trust everything is unfolding for you, not against you. And you choose to act from the positive places. You might not have woken up feeling an abundance of love and gratitude for your physical body today. But you can choose to look at yourself in the mirror and say, thank you. To keep looking at yourself, even when you feel that resistance, even if you feel hate, to look at yourself until you start to see the miracle To look at your legs and look past the texture of your skin 
and realize what's going on within. They keep you standing. Miracle. They carry you everywhere you go, anywhere you want to go. Miracle. Your arms, your hands, help you do anything and everything. Your arms help you hold close all that you love. Miracle. Within your belly is an intricate network of organs and systems that is just nothing short of a miracle. You can choose to see that. And you can choose to repeat that until you really start to believe it. And then maybe you can even arrive at a place where when you look at your face, you just see the light and the love. that radiate from you to all of those who love and care about you. The small things you choose to do once you have allowed awareness and acceptance of all your thoughts and feelings, once you have chosen not to shame yourself for any of that, once you have let in the hard and leaned into the good, you arrive in a delicate balance and a beautiful dance that is weaving the most magical, miraculous tapestry of your life through the winters, the springs, the summers, And when you look back, you'll start to see the magic and the magnificent beauty that you've been weaving all along. Life is and, not or. I hope that this ramble has... (laughs) made some sort of sense. I hope that if you are still listening and have listened this far, there has been one sliver or piece of this that resonates with you, that you feel too. And if nothing else, give yourself grace and allow yourself permission to honor this place exactly where and how and who you are right now today. Because sometimes thriving looks a hell of a lot like barely, barely surviving. I love you.